and a couple of niggas like from the schoolhouse had knocked her. Then there was another dude that met her either at FAM or back once we came at Jacksonville. Then he hit, but he was like going with her or whatever. So one day, the niggas, uh, <laughs> niggas was like, somebody on her girlfriend smoked their titties away. <laughs> and I was like, come on, guys. Can't do that. So they're like, it slid that day. Nobody really said that. But then <clears throat> somebody came back and said something another day. And then he's like, man, I know what y'all niggas be talking about. I'm not stupid. It is what it is, blah, blah, blah. I'm like, damn, that was mean, guys. <laughs> hey, man, what's funny? What's funny? Like, so, she went to fam, fuck with, like, in that order, right? <laughs> but, but, like, after, like, while I was fucking with her, like, she got fat, you know what I'm saying? So, this nigga talks about how, nigga, we threw that nigga the keys to the, to the whip, nigga, that nigga fucked up the transmission. <laughs> <laughs> podcast give us a like on soundcloud ask to your library on spotify and check us out on the itunes app no i didn't mean that check us out on the iHeartRadio app because i said itunes and that's not a thing at any rate this is episode 84 gentlemen well with the white voice what up Five thousand north side florida it's your boy j joe take it off all right cool okay so, speaking of taking things off, niggas is taking off that sweet Popeye's wrapper off them sandwiches because they back, bitch. The Popeye sandwich is back um, as of last Sunday, and niggas is dying about it. How do y'all feel about the return of the Popeye's chicken sandwich uh, to black America? <laughs> I'll go first because <laughs> in one of the previous episodes, I said how good it was. Yeah, you, you, and ha- it was good enough where you'd want to put your dick in it. Um, I had one today. Today was the first day I had one. I didn't try to get in a rush on Sunday. And that bitch still good. Still want to put my dick in it. So, oh, it didn't change? No, not at all. Mike, listen. <laughs> if you can get that bitch, get that bitch. It's a delicious chicken sandwich. Um, we'll probably get more in-depth about niggas... Uh, Dying, dying in depth and in death, yes, about niggas dying about these. Uh, what you that did it on purpose, nigga? That was that should have got a hand clap. Um, <laughs> somebody I'll let died, y'all talk, right? I'll let y'all talk about what y'all want to talk about first, and then I can circle back to me. Um, I'm gonna say this 
like I said before in the previous episode, I've only had the sandwich once and it was free. I'm not necessarily pressed because I feel like the chicken is the breast is way too big. Um, like I know chicken got steroids in it because we see 22 year olds built like goddamn brick houses, but 22 year olds are supposed to be built like brick houses. 19, you mean like yeah, supposed (laughs) to like teenagers and young young people. I think they're supposed to look young. Like I don't know. Like twenty-two-year-olds when we were twenty-two look kind of young, but these these twenty-two-year-olds look like grown-ass women. And it's the chicken. It's the steroids in the chicken. These chicken breasts is way too large. You feel me? I mean, granted they're delicious and well seasoned, but I, I feel like they're, they're they it might be a health risk. So I mean, granted I don't eat a lot of I don't eat a lot of fried chicken. No way. I try to limit that, but and it is delicious. No no lie, but. Man, I wasn't really, like, hopping on it, you feel me? Like, I know I saw, um, you know, lines wrapped around the Popeyes, people getting in fight, like, white folks. I saw a white fight um, at one Popeyes. And and then there was the killing, the murder of the um, young man was stabbed in Oxon Hill, Maryland. That's a tragedy, especially over a chicken sandwich. It ain't that delicious, so... I thought that shit was tragic prayers for that um, that brother and his family, you know know what I mean? But I'm not really impressed about it this time. Well, it ain't that your Popeyes? Um, I still haven't had the chicken sandwich, first off. But, but ain't that your Popeyes, Oxen Hills, Merlin? No, that's a little... It's probably about 15 minutes away, but, um... I mean, niggas not dying over chicken sandwiches. Niggas just dying over niggas being niggas about shit that got hype behind it. That's all it is. So, oh, wow. I mean... <clears throat> um, yeah, so... The sandwich is uh, still good. But I'm with Wood, man. It, it's convenient to put it off on the chicken sandwich and i really personally feel like that story got shared way too much like we shine a negative light on ourselves sometimes Mm -hmm. true that was news and you know it needs to be some awareness but it was almost like people was using it to clown other people like um like i don't drink sweet tea so if somebody came out with a popeye's sandwich equivalent of sweet tea at some restaurant that's not for me to be like, oh, I don't even drink that shit. No way, so it don't matter, whatever. You know, it's like, hey, everybody, look at me. Don't focus on the chicken sandwich. And that's kind of annoying in and of itself. But uh, I actually had one in the re-release on Monday. And I, at no point, I ain't seen no fights. I had to wait in no lines. None of that stuff. Like, and that bitch was good. And that bitch was good. And it was good. It was really good. So, am I ever going to be able to just walk into the store and buy a fucking chicken sandwich? Is that I've been it every time I got one. That's what I feel I like. Be understanding. I feel like most places you could just do that. I think it just depends on the where your Popeyes is. Like I know the Popeyes on the main street in the white area in Winter Park is they had lines, but the one kind of catty corner of my house really didn't have any lines because it's a shitty Popeyes. So nobody wants to go there, no way. But so the shittier the Popeyes actually is the better, the best bet. I think so because the shitty Popeyes always make they always gonna make you wait fifteen minutes for your chicken. They be like, the chicken ain't ready yet. I'm like, y'all, y'all make chicken all day. They never got spicy. They no, they they definitely never have had spicy. Like, I have you been to this Popeyes? The one, never mind. The one <laughs> on Lee Road don't never have no no spicy um chicken. And if you want mild, you do have to wait fifteen minutes each time. So people don't go to that one. Because they just real trifling. So do it be fresh though? 
when you wait the 15 minutes? Or it's no, it's always like, fresh because they, they make it then. They don't really try to focus on <laughs> making enough chicken. Right. Can fry the order ass, uh, pop ass. They gotta go get. They gotta go get Jahi because Jahi out back smoking a cigarette. He not even on the fry, so you gotta go get like his ass first. So wait a minute though. Would you rather wait fifteen minutes and have the fresh, fresh, or just lucky to draw some shit? Might have been sitting out all day or whatever. Because this I'm is- used to Popeyes doing that shit, I'll take the fresh, fresh. When I go to Popeyes, I automatically know. I'm gonna have to wait. It ain't gonna be. It ain't gonna be like a Chick Fil A in and out operation. See, I'm I'm the opposite. I hate hot food. I, like when people say, make sure my fries are hot and like right after grease or like hot ass pizza. I hate all that shit. Let my shit wait a little while yeah. so I can just eat my shit. I hate the whole. <laughs> they like, nah, yeah, nigga, fuck that shit. That bitch been there for three hours. Let me get the three hour chicken sandwich. But it's so a couple rules to this chicken sandwich. Let me put y'all up on game. So, if you live in a place that only has two Popeyes, you're going to fucking wait. Uh, if you're in a city that has a lot of Popeyes, go to the one in the white neighborhood because it's usually not going to be a, a long line. And believe it or not, they're going to make your sandwich better. Uh, if you haven't been eating grease, you cannot go from vegan to fucking Popeye sandwich. You can't go. It's going to make your fucking stomach hurt. Like, people talking about, oh, my stomach hurt. Bitch, you've been eating kale for the last three months. Nigga, that shit is still Popeye's grease. So that shit is still going to hurt your fucking stomach. Like, if you haven't been eating grease, don't go straight to Popeye's. Like, get you some McDonald's fries first a couple days and then jump into the sandwich. All right. Um, And the last thing is... um, 5,000, why don't you like sweet tea? Because Popeye's got great sweet tea, ironically enough. No, I, I, I don't... Um... I don't like sweet tea, and I've tried a couple of different variations, and just not my thing. It, it's crazy because it don't really taste bad, but it has like this funny aftertaste to it that I don't. For the record, for the record, I don't drink sweet tea either. So you, do y'all drink iced tea at all, and just put like drink it like without no sweetness? I drink. I don't it. drink any kind of tea. I know. I'm not a big tea drinker myself, but I told you I don't drink Kool Aid <clears> either. So, I was just using that for an example, though, because like you say, it's a bunch of vegans and stuff gunning at the Popeye's chicken sandwich. Like, you wasn't going to eat it no way, right? Hype or not, so it it really don't have no validity. But I also don't like hot food, like what you're talking about. But I would prefer it fresh, and then I can let it cool down on its own versus the shit that was left over from lunch. Six hours. So you're not, a, you're not a car eater? Um, Yeah, but even still... Half of this shit don't be hot for real anyway. Like, why are we talking? <clears throat> so, yeah, it don't be no big deal. Or if it is, like, real hot, you rarely ever get, like, a flaming hot burger. So, I eat <laughs> right. <real. laughs> when the fries, like, cool off or whatever. Uh, something like that. But so, Chef, I, you I, eat I, a Cadillac? I, 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 you a car eater? I'm a car eater. Cadillac, Chef? In a Cadillac? I'm, I'm a car eater, yeah. It reminds me, I need to take my car to get detailed. I need, or I need to quit car eating. Hey, yeah, I'm a car eater. So Hand washed. So Hand washed by the brothers on the corner. Throw them a couple of dollars. Yeah, I'm right. out a diaper. I just know my car needs to get clean. But yeah, that's true because this is why I don't get about McDonald's trifling ass. So the only thing I get from McDonald's literally is a cheeseburger. I I don't order anything outside of that. I'd be like, let me get two cheeseburgers and some and a Coke or a Sprite or something. They always take 15 minutes to make that shit. 
I feel like shouldn't be, shouldn't cheeseburgers be easy for one for two? Don't they have like an assembly line process where they kind of supposed to just put this shit together hella quick? But everybody it's, orders cheeseburgers. Cheeseburgers are one of the most popular menu items. It and is, that, yeah. And that meat probably goes on other yeah. stuff too. They're like all the same, <laughs> the same patties. Man, and they do a, be the same patty. And there's a meal where you can get two cheeseburgers at the same fucking time. Yep, number ten. So everybody, right. so I really ain't special, man. I didn't know. Everybody go get your chicken sandwich from Popeyes. I'm gonna try it tomorrow, why they, man. Why they last? I'm gonna try it tomorrow. If I gotta wait in line, I'm gonna be pissed off, man. I'm I'm lying adverse, adverse. Why do real quick? Because I know we're moving on, but why do y'all have y'all Popeyes in uh, strip malls? Like that was the first place I ever saw that before. I should normally be like a standalone building. Or where's this? Where where are they strip malls? In Maryland. Yeah. Really? Like, by your old spot, that one on the corner. That yeah. shit was in the strip mall. That was the first time I ever saw that before, and it kind of threw me off. A motherfucker will put a Popeyes anywhere the square footage will allow. <laughs> if it's zoned for it, and there's enough square footage, oh, bitch, we gonna put a Popeyes in there. This is a random question. Do y'all remember when Popeyes used to have, like, Popeye on the wrappers? Yeah, when I was real young, when I yeah. was little. When they had them in Nashville before they went away. Yeah, I remember the uh, first fries before the season fries. I don't remember the first rice. I used to spit on Popeye's because I used to like Roy Rogers, but then I came to the light. Ew, Roy Rogers? Roy Rogers history? Roy Rogers had that Oreo shake, though, brother. Roy Rogers uh, was pretty straight. I had that one time on a road trip. We, I think that was in Maryland. Like We stopped somewhere on 95 at like a truck stop or something, and they had Roy Rogers. Shit was pretty straight. <clears throat> but, okay. All right, well, that was a good chicken conversation. Welcome guys. to the fried so, chicken episode. <laughs> right. <laughs> nigga, 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 nigga. <laughs> oh, hold on. Going back. Hold on. So my nigga was like, so they need to stop. Uh, don't you think Popeye's needs to stop selling a chicken sandwich? Because niggas are getting killed and all this other shit. But, like, niggas aren't getting killed. Like, niggas are dying. They're not dying over chicken sandwiches. They're dying over, like, nigga shit. Like, Niggas cutting in front of you in line. That's what niggas are down. They they down over principalities. That's what they're doing. Has, like it, it's not over the chicken sandwich. Ha, like has Nike stopped selling shoes? Exactly, nigga. Like niggas been down over Jordans and fucking starter jackets and shit like that. It's it's not. Well, Jordan. Maybe some niggas have been down over Jordans, but shit like this, like these chicken sandwiches, it's just because niggas are just being niggas. Like, hold on, I was I ordered first or. How come that bitch back there won't take my order and like just yep. all types of shit like that? And it's not like, uh, you know, you gotta turn in your resume to work at fucking Popeyes. You know what I'm saying? So like them niggas ain't for your shit either. So it's just a whole bunch of nigga shit going on, man. It's not because of the sandwich. It's just you, when you get enough niggas in the same spot, some shit's definitely gonna go down. Sound like an episode of the Boondocks, which I'm sure this is, but. It is. That's what it is. So you can't blame Popeyes for that. You know what I'm saying? It's just where most Popeyes are in the hood, and hood shit goes down in the hood. Fuck. And niggas love cutting you in line. That's their favorite thing. They do. Yeah. I seen a video of a nigga like cutting in front of a nigga in the drive-thru. They're just gonna pay for whatever's <laughs> the nigga ordered before them. You know what I'm saying? I mean, it could be a whole bunch of shit. Some niggas, let me get 12 fucking sandwiches. You be like, damn, dog, like, how you gonna fucking, like, there not gonna be no chicken sandwiches for nobody. Niggas just doing nigga shit, man. There's probably a whole lot of reasons why niggas get poked fucking around with, uh, fucking around with Popeyes. We could, uh, we could have a discussion on that <clears throat> topic just by itself. Like, 
it's not about what you can do. It's kind of about doing what's right. And it's no consideration for other people. That's why everybody's so angry and shit. So when you cut somebody off in traffic, it really ain't about that. It's all the shit that's just been building up. Like, mm-hmm. And people just, they don't give a fuck, man. They don't have no manners. There's no consideration, no empathy, no sympathy, no nothing. But anyway. So, so speaking of not being on. worth a fuck, <laughs> that's my editorial. Um, so T.I., this is what niggas got mad about this shit today. So T.I., there was a story that he came out, he was talking about it, on, I guess, on his podcast, about how he takes his, his daughter, his 18-year-old daughter, to the gynecologist every year to have her hymen checked to make sure it's intact, uh, ultimately to make sure she's still a virgin now. I'm going to give my opinion, and I think we all, obviously, you know how it goes, we all give our opinion on shit, but I'm going to start with this. This shit disgusted me. Um, as a father of a, of a daughter, I think it's kind of archaic to be trying to impose some sort of sexual ruling on your grown-ass daughter. Like, she's a grown woman. She's in college. Uh, she can make her own decisions at this point. She's, a, she's 18, right? She yeah, she's a freshman in college. She's not grown, and that's not grown. But go ahead. Uh, okay, cool. That's fair. We could go in that too. But going to what, that. Do too. you follow on Instagram? Who I I didn't even know he had a daughter, man. I don't. Okay, go ahead. Okay, you okay? Good. So, but she, she she's a, she's a freshman in college. Um, I feel like I feel like she I do in my opinion I do feel like she's an adult in that she should she can make her own decisions in terms of her sexual activity. Um, I don't think as a father. It's his place to 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 put those checks and balance those checks in place, not balances, just those checks in place. Because I feel like you should have those conversations. That's a, more of a conversation thing, like like um, about being responsible in terms of your sexuality and and making the right decisions and 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 doing what you feel is right, as opposed to forcing something. But I think there's a, a it's a conversation. It's not like any sort of action, and he definitely don't bring a doctor into that shit. Like, that just seemed very uh, invasive to me. So I didn't fuck with it personally. I I thought I mean I didn't think it was disgusting. I think it's some Old Testament ass shit. I mean, it's kind of just it's just real old school and archaic, like you said. But being a dad, I'm like, how does this even work? Like, what the fuck are you trying to prevent? Like, if you go there and the hymen's broken, she's already fucked. Like, what do you, what do you, you're not preventing anything. You know what I'm saying? You're not, your daughter's going to fucking hate you. I'm sure it's uncomfortable to her. What sort of mission or objective do you have by taking your daughter to the fucking doctor every year? Like, the shit is green as fuck. And, I mean, like, what you going to do? You going to put hands on that nigga? Like, I don't understand what his method of thought is. Honestly, I think it's bullshit. I don't think it really happens. I think it's just something for him to fucking say and stay in the news, but... I just don't understand the method to the madness. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> uh, it's a lot of kind of different factors to it. Personally, I don't, I don't, I get why I guess he would try to do something like this. I, I don't agree with it. And um, I don't know. Also, the fact that like it's super personal in nature. So how this story came out or why is like kind of uh, weird to me too, because even if that's what you're doing for whatever personal beliefs or reasons you have, the fact that you put it out on blast, like that's not really cool either. And you know, at this point, by her being an adult, I think it was my understanding that like 
he was saying he's gone, but like now she's 18, I guess he won't be going no more. Like another argument that people made, um, like a lady was saying that if her mom is around and involved, then he's like out of bounds, you know, doing that. Like that's something that the, the mom should be doing or, you know, whatever. So a lot of different uh, angles to come at it. But what, so, so, and you mentioned that you kind of get why he did it. Can you help me understand why he did it? Like, is it, is there something preventative about it? I mean, I don't understand why. Well, he would I ain't do nothing that. preventative about it. I think he just want to be in the know or whatever. Like, so is it a control thing? Uh, you think? I think it's a scare. I think it's a scare tactic. Like, if you have sex, oh. I'm on no type shit. I feel like that's why he's doing it. Like, kind of so he could shame her and make her feel bad Not about shame it. Shame her, but like. Like, if you have sex, just know I'm going to know. You know what I'm saying? And if I find out you're having sex, I'm going to be disappointed. You know what I'm saying? It's like like that type thing. And my opinion of it, even though I don't have uh, children's, is that, like, I learned in, like, health class in, like, seventh grade that a woman's uh, a woman or a girl's hymen can break riding a horse or putting in a tampon. It so, don't take much. Yeah, right. Know. So a broken hymen... Especially at 18, you know what I'm saying? Like, your hymen can break doing all types of shit. Um, so, that's one thing. Another thing is, like, you know, I went to school with, uh, I went to high school with, like, white girls who were, like, you know, they'll suck every dick from Kalamazoo to Timbuktu right. or get fucked in the ass. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's not gonna, that's not gonna stop it. So, okay, I'm not, I'm, I'm not gonna have sex. So I'm gonna end up just sucking a whole lot of dicks. You know what I'm saying? Like, right. like what whoever was saying. I don't know if it was Wood, a uh, a uh, uh, a chef was like, well, it's better to have a conversation. Like, hey, you know, if you want to have sex, make sure that it's you know it's with somebody you love and intimate, and they respect you, and they do this X, Y, and Z, as opposed to just be like, nah, you ain't gonna be doing that because she's like you said, she's a grown ass woman. She's in the spotlight because of who her daddy is, so you don't have every semi-famous mumble rapper-ass nigga trying to holler at her, and she's going to end up liking one of the niggas. And she's going to be like, well, my daddy said I can't, you know, my daddy tell I can't have no sex. Put it in your mouth. And then, you know what I'm saying? Like, it, she's still not getting the proper, I don't think, um, and I don't know, maybe he is talking to her about sex and, you know, the right and wrong things, but this like I said, this this shit just seems invasive and archaic. Like I said, and it seems like somebody should have stepped in, the mama or whoever. Like this shit ain't cool. Or she should just be like, nah, I'm not. I I know her daddy's ti. She's only eighteen, but you know, shit, she gonna have to put her foot down and be like, nah, like nah, I'm gonna do this shit dolo, solo dolo. Oh, I mean, then just to go to another level. And a lot of these people, T.I. probably wouldn't just because of his subject nature and stuff, but you talk all the stuff about all these girls and meet me at the hotel, we fuck all night, all this, now you want to play Hyman Police. You know what I'm saying? Like, Hyman Police is hilarious. You can't, you can't do, you can't have it both ways. You know what I'm saying? That's the other part. Like, I mean, I would love to know what his real goal is, but... Like I say, I can understand just on some super strict parent or like he's personifying the guy that when you go to pick up his daughter, he's sitting there on the porch with the shotgun and all that. Like that, that's what this strikes me as. To me, it's worse than that. You know what I'm saying? Like at least 
if I'm on the porch with the shotgun, that's me trying to scare the nigga, like putting it on his mind that bitch, I'll fucking shoot you. But like this TI thing, it goes to a control issue that I have issues with because it reminds me of what we would see in a middle, a Middle Eastern country or something like that. Like it to me, to me, in my heart, it's not far away from stoning a motherfucker if you do catch the hymen being broken. That's that's the right. next step in my fucking mind. And it's really the same thought process. You just won't stone a motherfucker to death because you know you'll fucking go to jail. But mm-hmm. it's in the same family, you know what I'm saying? And it's kind of hypocritical that I saw a whole lot of motherfuckers I'm like, yeah, fucking right, T.I. Like, some motherfuckers agree with him. Like, you controlling your kids until they get fucking grown. But, like, to me, it's a very dangerous controlling sort of thing, sort of game to play with women's bodies. Yeah, I agree. It, it made me think, very similar to what you said, well, it made me think of the um, toral castration they do in Africa. Yeah. Like some of the tribes do, where they want to take the the sexual experience from women essentially like make it make sex unenjoyable by uh taking removing their clitoris so it made me think of that which was fucked up i mean because that's what it you is. say I clitoris because feel... i said i say clitoris oh i know you did but you said um, on the podcast dog. i think you be trying to pretend like you ain't say clitoris first go ahead i don't even remember what i say but <laughs> i um <laughs> But but then it's also kind of like I feel like it's kind of like a guilt a guilt thing, kind of speaking of what you were saying five thousand because we think about Ti's um, lyrics in terms of relationships with women, his relationship with his wife and shit like that. I mean, it's not the best, you know what I'm saying? So I feel like there's a guilt, um, there's some sort of layer of guilt that he has in terms of relationships with women. So he wants he he puts all that imposes all that shit onto his daughter by being like, you better not be fucking these niggas because they ain't no sh- ain't worth shit like me. You know what I'm saying? So I feel like it's a lot of that wrapped up in there. Like, it's a lot of his, his own personal shit that ain't got nothing to do with that girl. I mean, she she grown to me again, and it's fucked up. I hope he just does better, I guess. But um, let's go to something lighter. Uh, Fat Joe likes to say nigga a lot, and he this thinks is, it's fine. This is lighter? Right. And you, you, know, you know it's not. So, but um, I so so uh, JJ, I know you um you have more insight on this. So what what's happening with Fat Joe calling niggas niggas and? Uh, well, he kind of went into his own spiel about you know Afro Latina and how you know Puerto Ricans and people uh got through the slave trade. We know that Africans got dropped off and all these other countries, Panama, Puerto Rico, Brazil, Colombia, you know, everywhere has niggas, Cuba, mm-hmm. everywhere. They're part, they're part African, uh, just like we are. Um, so he was just saying that he, you know, Afro-Latina, that he has black in him and he's been around the people and culture and that's why, you know, he feels comfortable saying nigga. Um, which is debatable, you know what I'm saying? Like to each his own, if you want to go with that. But recently, if y'all can Google somebody, Google for me. Some actress or singer was caught on Instagram or whatever singing the words to a rap song, and she said "nigga." Now, if y'all can look that up, whoever that is, white person nobody. says "nigga." No, Google that. No, Latin actress, Spanish actress says "nigga." Uh, why, why y'all looking? I keep talking. 
So in her situation, um, Gina Rodriguez. What's what's her name? Gina Rodriguez. There we go. Gina Rodriguez. So she has been one of the people that like uses Afro Latina when it is beneficial to her. Like she's been on some whole like um, she was the one that was like, well, black actresses get less than white actresses, but black actresses still get more than Hispanic actresses when it was shown that, I don't know, uh, Sophia Lagarde or whatever made more money, blah, blah, blah. She's one of those, like, whenever it comes to trying to help out black people, she hits it with some all lives matter type shit or shit like that. But now when a motherfucker says... She's rapping puffy lyrics and uh, 50 Cent and wants to say nigga whenever she wants to, but then she's Afro-Latina type shit. So I don't know, man. It's a slippery nigga slope. So everybody has their own, uh, I guess, nigga thresholds. So, I mean, how y'all feel about Hispanics saying nigga? I don't give a fuck about anybody saying nigga in a song. If you ain't want people to say nigga, don't put it in a fucking song, in my personal opinion. It's just, if it's that sacred to you. But, um... As far as, to me, it's not so much of a, as a, a racial thing as it is a culture thing. There are white people that are brought up around, like, all black people, you know what I'm saying? And culturally, like, niggas in the regular vernacular, I mean, how do you expect them not to say it, you know what I'm saying? It's hard to filter that, especially when you've been around that shit since you were, like, five years old. Niggas saying nigga and Boy Scouts and shit, like, it's hard for you to turn that shit off, um... So I don't really have a problem with it. You got Fat Joe. Fat Joe's probably definitely around, you know what I'm saying, around niggas in his fucking life. He's in hip-hop, so he's definitely heard his fair share of niggas. I think it's kind of, it's unrealistic to expect him to not say nigga as well, especially if that's what he's done for so long. So I personally don't have a problem with it. I don't have a problem with it until I know that you don't know nothing about it. You're not a part of the culture. You're just a white boy from some white ass part of town and you're just trying to drop an in-bomb in a song because you know you can get away with it or you think you can that's when i have a problem with it because it's like bitch you know you're not supposed to be saying that but anybody else man like especially you can tell when a motherfucker say nigga if that shit rolls off smooth like it's cool i mean i'm really not i'm really not fucking tricking tripping besides i'm not the fucking nigga police anyway yeah i agree with uh the first part of what you said like you put nigga in the song so People are always just going to lean back on, oh, I just, oh, I was just singing a song. Like, they always going to have that to fall back on. I personally uh, disagree with how people just sometimes be loud and obnoxious in public, like saying nigga, and it can be overheard. Or what's even worse to me is when you're in mixed company and you're throwing nigga around, like, that just always makes me kind of uncomfortable. So... Um, but here we are, and it's been out there, you know, free, take one, everybody use it. <laughs> it's kind of difficult to walk it back at this point, which is uh, effectively what we're trying to do. So, I mean, like you said, shit, he ain't hip-hop, he's been saying it, he's probably around no more, and a lot of Hispanics tend to um, identify more with the plight of black people, so they feel like they're kind of in the culture and it's okay for them to say it but I say it kind of is what it is at this point 
Uh, I mean, my thing is this: like, I'm, I'm, I try not to be the nigga police, but I don't like, like, for people, like, like, I feel like if you're Afro Latino, it's, it's one thing. Like, if you're a, associated to the culture, it don't bother me. But there is a culture within Latinos that are, that's very much white and black, and I think the same rules apply. Like, um, I don't, I'm not gonna like most white folks who are around black folks and, and grow up in that sort of culture, they they don't feel comfortable saying nigga because they just understand is what I've noticed in those sorts of situations. They just don't say it. They, they wouldn't think to say it. They might say it's like among other white folks or, I mean, but in mixed company, they won't. I also agree with you 5,000 about saying nigga in mixed company um, because, you know, it makes me feel uncomfortable, but I also feel like it's, you're baiting like, like you, you want to get a rise or trying to make people feel some sort of way. I mean, I think the white, I think a lot of times white folks' biggest issue is the fact that they can't say nigga. So <laughs> I feel like it's like a, 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 a kind of like a taunt. So I don't, I mean, I don't fuck with that either. But as far as Fat Joe, I mean, I guess I just never, I guess I, I always associate him with hip hop. I never, never really thought twice about him saying it or, or using it in his lyrics. It never was an issue to me. Um, because I guess I associate him with a, as a hip hop artist. I see him more black, black than anything else. I mean, I know he's uh, Puerto Rican, but I mean they got dropped off in the slave ships just like everybody else did. So I mean, I think it's kind of like a gray area. I, I don't have like a strong opinion on it. So somebody else got something to say on Fat Joe because I, I kind of wanted to segue a little bit. Good. Go okay, Go so wasn't it uh, to hear Whitehead um, last week? Uh, a sports writer was saying he uh, was playing poorly. I think he played for, uh, played for the Browns, right? Yeah, he did. Yeah, so um, he goes after the sports writer on Twitter or whatever, and somewhere in the midst of that, he calls dude fuck-ass cracker, puss-ass cracker, something like that. Cracker was definitely a part of whatever he said, though. Mm-hmm. And um, he subsequently was released the next day or whatever. But I always... To me, cracker was like the black version of white people saying nigga. Like, if you said that, it was intended to be insulting or whatever. So I listen to sports radio a lot. And down here, the local uh, sports radio guys was like, oh, you know, the fact that he said cracker doesn't bother me at all. Like, that wouldn't bother me if somebody said that. And I I don't think that's true. That's what I wanted to get y'all feedback on. Do y'all think that's true? I well, that white people are not offended by being called a cracker. They don't give a fuck about being called a cracker. Yeah, they don't care they about don't. cracker, honky, ofe. They don't care about none of the 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 racial <laughs> charge words. Oh no, oh, no, no. There's one that they there's white. one there's one that they care about. Which one is it? White trash. White trash. Oh, do not fuck with being called baby, white trash. Baby. I can see that more than because I know they don't care. I've heard on because I was listening to. Um, a Ryan Rosillo podcast and Ryan Rosillo low key he he something he, he something else but it was him and Chris Long was laughing about it they was like he called him a cracker and he was crying laughing and they don't give a fuck about cracker the issue with the reason to hear Whitehead got cut is because he threatened to kill several people so you can't do that yeah, you, 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 <laughs> you threatened a lot of lives you can't <laughs> preface the cracker with I kill you cracker you know what I'm saying like it's it's different yeah, you just call him a fuck ass cracker you good <laughs> you can't but, say I'm but if you are gonna call a white person cracker, please preface it with puss ass or fuck ass. You know what I'm saying? Like, 
I mean, call just call. Hey, I'm just saying. But if you're gonna call somebody a cracker, please call him a fuck ass cracker, pussy ass cracker. Cause like cracker alone is just yeah. comical. Like, you gotta feel yeah, that shit too. Say cracker. that shit. From, say that shit from the heart too. Don't just one other. So one other segue to this point. Do y'all feel like it matters if somebody's uh, using the N word if it's a A or a hard E R at the end? Do y'all feel like that makes a difference in that quote unquote connotation? Always. Yeah, like, like you can't be with the culture if you said nigger. Like, yeah, that means you don't fuck with me. I get mad oh, when man. niggas say nigger. It's so funny though, cause we like slicing dice in so many ways. Like these people can say it, you can't say it, cause you ain't grew up in this neighborhood. You right. can say it with the A, but you can't say it with the ER. <laughs> right, like, there's so many rules yeah, to. Man, to we don't have a lot. Of, we don't have really a lot. Really, shouldn't even hold no weight. We don't have a lot of shit that we could use <laughs> against people. This is this is one of the one of the very few things. Like so, I think we try. Let us have this. Niggas treasure this shit. And I like I be like I be auditing auditing white. The only fights I've ever been in my life, honestly, in my whole life, were because was because a white a white person called me a nigger. Only once, all three fights from middle school to high school was for that reason alone. So. It's really, I mean, it, it mattered to me, you know what I'm saying? So, I mean, because I feel like it's really all we got in terms of that type of, I guess, power, if you will. It's not much, obviously, so, but it's, it's all we so got. So are you protecting use of the word nigga? Is that what really riles you up, or do you feel disrespected by the word? I was disrespected by them calling me a nigger in the context in which they used it. It wasn't like, like on some homie shit, they didn't say nigga. They said on the last day of school, we whites are going to whoop your niggers' asses. And I was like, oh, well, we can do it today. And that's when the fight yeah. started. And that's when the fight started. Have y'all ever heard, heard the way. term Fuji? Okay. Fuji? No. What's that? All right. I don't know. It's a natural term that for white people like them Hoojis in there. Some Hoojis. It's just a derogatory term, but I guess it's just... That shit sounds funny, too. Fucking Hoojis. All right. Moving along. Speaking of speaking of hoochies, hoochies so, with a G, man, that hoochies. I was calling Whitney and her homegirl hoochies, man. It was funny. That's we have fun. Anyway, <laughs> rest in peace. Yeah, rest in peace for sure. Um, Whitney Houston's homegirl, homie lover friend, um, came out is coming out with a book uh, talking about her life and love and her relationship with Whitney. Um, back in the day, um, what's her name? Robin Crawford. I guess she said she was breaking her silence, but I saw the um, the Bobby Brown, um, the Bobby Brown, what's it called? Um, documentary they had on Showtime a while back. Robin was all up in it, hell looking like the other other boo. So I mean, I, I thought it was pretty well known that um, her and Whitney had a, like a little love affair. But it was on. We it was on the the what was it? A show or something recently? I mean, uh, it was on yeah, uh, the BT. Bobby and Whitney thing. She was on that too in the movie. Yeah, yeah. That's what. That's when I found out about it. I didn't know about the oh. shit. And they were like, "Hell, Bobby in the got." I think it was Bobby. Bobby. I'm about to say the Bobby Jones story. The Bobby Brown story. <laughs> the Bobby Jones yeah. gospel the Bobby started Jones off. Gospel. <laughs> so what they do on the? Because I, I, I think I might not, might have just blocked that shit out in the movie. I like, remember seeing he, them. Like arguing. Bobby Brown was getting mad as fuck. Like kicked out the house or some shit. That, that's kind of what I remember, but that's when it all came out that she had like a a, a lover 
But I don't think that's what it, I, I, my issue isn't that Whitney had a, uh, a woman lover. It's I I just don't fuck with like tell all books. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like yeah, like no, you didn't kept it this close to the fucking vest or chest or whatever this long. Like fuck it, like keep that shit to the grave. Like that's was the beauty of like old school gay lovers. Like you never heard about niggas. In Luther, you know what I'm saying? Like them niggas take that shit to the grave. True. So now, like, I don't know if she hard up for money or whatever the fuck, but like, she feels like she needs to tell Whitney. Like, people know Whitney's story and people love Whitney. Like, you just, I don't know, man. I feel like tell all books are in poor taste and like are money grabs. So, especially when Whitney did, like she did. Like, what is we? What are you? Just talk to who, who's over the estate. Talk to whoever's over the estate. How much you need? I'm not trying to pay you off, but obviously you need some money. Like you don't need to tell this. The world doesn't. The world doesn't need to hear this story. This ain't who shot JFK. So what do you need? What you just want some fame? You want five hundred thousand? What do you need? You know what I'm saying? Like it doesn't make sense. Like J. Joe said, it doesn't. What the fucking? What's the purpose of a tell-all book? Nobody even really fucking cares. Which I said it was. In the movie or something, right? So, what's yeah, the but but it's different. It's it's you think different. You're about to go into more gory, details. right? In the gory details, like you know, sometimes I would eat the box right after she got off stage. No shower, no nothing. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> like that's the only way it's going to sell. That she has to have some juice in there. So that was something that I was uh, thinking about. I don't in this internet age. I don't think this shit is really going to sell. Like, a couple of people get some copies, and then, you know, clout chasing. Oh, did you hear this? You know, everybody want to be like, you heard it here first. So, motherfuckers going to tell the juicy parts, and then that's going to be it. Like, I think she'll be straight once she gets to the Breakfast Club and, and do it. Yeah, she going to go on The View. What is it, The View? No, who, what's the show with all the uh, all the white B-list actresses? The View? Is that The View? I think so. The one with the Maori sister. Oh, I think that's The, the Talk? The, the talk okay. of the real. That so one. the real. Yeah. That one. Yeah, 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 yeah. The view got whoopy, and I don't think they're going to be talking about it real good. But yeah. I I mean, either way, it's. I think it's just in poor taste, like you said. I mean, I mean, if she needs the money, uh, do that. Or, I mean, because it's just like, I don't. I know. My thing is this I don't care. I think she's trying to sell shit because it sounds provocative. But it's, 20, it's 2019. It's down there 2020. Nobody care about that shit no more. I mean, it's just, it's a part of the culture. It's part of everyday life. It's not like a shocker anymore. So, I mean, I don't know. So, if this little picture that I saw earlier was like the cover art for that shit. It just looked like a stupid-ass, basic-ass production. And that's why, I mean, I, I don't think this shit is like headed for the bestseller list or nothing. So, how much money is she really getting from it? You know, like... Even though I I completely agree it's probably a money grab, especially at this very late juncture, but I I don't think that shit really gonna go nowhere like that. You get you get some people. That's what I'm saying. I don't think it'll be no bestseller list. I'm gonna sell six hundred and thirty-two copies down, and that's gonna be that. <laughs> that they uncle bought. <laughs> right, she gonna be that cop like four hundred of them, and she gonna fuck around and get sued at the end of the day some sort of way. <laughs> oh yeah, right. Don't forget that. But she gonna be on that Breakfast Club though. Breakfast Club got everybody on that bitch. Them niggas so fucking messy. I think the Breakfast Club about over with personally. By the way, 
don't know if they got anything to do anything, but yeah. I don't, I don't even know what the fuck they do in the Breakfast Club anymore. It really is the Charlemagne show. You said what? I said it really is just the Charlemagne show. I don't even know what the fuck they do on Breakfast Club no more. I don't either. I mean, that's. I mean, I don't, I don't really listen to the radio no more, so maybe that's part of it too. But um, you got yeah. I think that's, I think the, so this was the last thing we had on the do, dossier. So saw an article <clears throat> about student loan debt, which, which I think most of us deal with in varying degrees. But there was a question about, would you rather go to jail for a week or um, then pay off your student loan? Uh, I know for me, I've done, I've done a day in jail and I feel like I could do a full week if I have to. So, everybody said jail, but people use jail as a generic term like iPod or our or fucking iPhone for a phone, right? Mm-hmm. So, if we're talking jail, as in some sort of central lockup mm-hmm. or some sort of short-term county facility, right? Then yes, jail for a week seems doable. Mm-hmm. If we are talking a prison, as in long-term stay. Or any sort of state penitentiary, I don't give a fuck. I'm not staying a week in that bitch. So you wouldn't do you wouldn't do a week in prison? State prison? Fuck no. no. Why not? First off, you're not guaranteed to just do a week. Like you you can be there because your paperwork just ain't right. Like, yeah, you did a week, but we gotta out process you so you gonna stay here for about five more days. Or you could end up getting caught in some shit, doing some bullshit while you in prison. That's gonna net you some weeks, some days, some months some years, who fucking knows, and then, so they know when you come into the prison house that you're getting out in seven fucking days, so basically, it's about to be a fucking lightning round on your ass, so this nigga about to be going on Sunday, whatever the fuck I'm gonna do to this nigga, I got seven days to do it, and I don't want no fucking parts of that shit, dog, you can keep all of that, I need to be in a facility with other motherfuckers who are trying to get out in short term, not niggas who are not, fuck that, nope. Not doing it. The first problem I'm having is this whole time we've been talking, I assume you just like do a week. I thought you meant like a Monday through Friday. And you just said seven days. So I was like, oh, that kind of changes things. But <laughs> nah, I mean, I've been paying them bitches since I graduated in 06. So this long anyway, I just keep riding. And now they would like retroactively give me all the shit back I paid two plus wipe off what I got left. Then. Maybe we got a deal, but shit, I can see the finish line now, almost. That's a good question that, that, that I have, though. Is prison different Monday through Friday than it is on Saturday and Sunday? No, nah, it's not like, that. I'm just saying you just tacked on two more days, though. No, I'm just asking in general. Like, oh. like is prison like, like, have a weekend like Monday through prison. Friday, prison is whack, but it's like the work week. But on Saturday, do you get mad as fuck? Like, man, fuck, I'm in this bitch on Saturday. Like right, like boy, if I was home, niggas out <laughs> kicking it and shit, niggas at the club and shit. Right. It's... But I, I told y'all niggas in the in prior podcast uh, for our first time listeners, I always drop the soap in the shower. Like it's a ninety nine percent. I don't know what the fuck or why, but I always fucking drop the soap. Um. So seven days of me dropping the soap, nigga. I just, I don't think I'm gonna fuck with it. You know what I'm saying? Like, I see what you did I, there. <laughs> See, see, so I'm, I, nah, bro, I, I did eight, eight hours, uh, and I was about to go in gin pop, 
I was like, nah, these niggas better hurry up and fucking <laughs> bond me out real caught like a bond me. <laughs> Fuck, nigga, I'm not, I'm not even gonna try to play with it. And nigga, that was in Tallahassee, probably the cushiest fucking holding cell, whatever prison. Now, this thing you're in fucking Cook County or fucking uh, in Houston, oh, Texas. Or fucking L.A. somewhere, nigga, where you got to claim something fast as fuck. Nigga, it don't take but, <laughs> it don't take but 30 minutes before you get your shit split. Right. So, like, if you had to go somewhere, like, is Angola still open? Oh, New Orleans, nigga? Uh, uh, they trying to close it down. I think Angola's still open, too. I would Duh. definitely not do a week in Angola for no, nothing. No, they even got air conditioning in there. <laughs> Angola's a prison, and, though. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. I'm just saying, like, New Orleans, niggas? Like, no, nigga. Now, we was in... I think I was with y'all niggas. We was in New Orleans one time, and this white dude was riding a bicycle. And a nigga just turned around and said, "You better get out here before you get raped." I'm like, "Damn, nigga, it's daytime on a Tuesday. Like, let that nigga ride his bike. Like, why did raping come into play? That's that's all it is, man. I, I, can, deal, I can deal with the fights, nigga. I just can't deal with the forcible rape. So, I'm not gonna roll, I'm not gonna roll my booty virginity, nigga, on some stupid loans. <laughs> I, I just get some deferments or some shit, nigga. I just fuck around. Ti gonna Ti gonna check you when you get out. Make sure your booty hymen's still intact. Ooh, <laughs> my butt, my butt hymen. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, nigga Ti trying to get a hymen trophy. Uh, we had, we had, we had two police. We had the hymen police and the what police? You said something else, police. Nigga police and the nigga police. Yeah. The hymen trophy, nigga. That was. We had two yes. We had three, one yes and three no's. Was that the final count? Oh, I'm the only nigga that was fine with going to prison. Oh yeah, man. Yeah, I'm. I'm so straight on prison. I guess I'm not, but you don't have to take my word for it. Want to be featured on Asking for a Friend? Shoot us an email at with all due respect with a K at gmail.com. If you're asking for a friend is hot enough, it'll be featured on the show. All right, this week's Asking for a Friend comes from one of the podcast mates. It comes from Sheffrey. He went out with some people to a strip club and he apparently had an experience and he wants to talk about it and he's going to ask us some questions and give us some feedbacks so go ahead and take it there chef thank you J. Joe. so as he said i was i went to a strip club um in my hometown of indianapolis indiana the, pl- the past weekend now for those who don't know I enjoy a, a nice ratchet strip club. I enjoy a lot of long, uh, cheap weave. I enjoy a lot of uh, glitter on my strippers. I enjoy butt acidness most of the time. I'm fine with a few stretch marks on the titties. Um, these are things that are fine with me. I like a little bit of uh, black and mild and Hennessy on the breath. Mm. Uh, um, I have a preference in terms of my strip club. Um, experience and this has been very consistent um, through the 
since I first laid eyes on my real first stripper uh, at uh, Magic City back in 1999. So I, it's never changed. Um, been very much into the same thing for 20 years. And so I thought. So I went to the strip club uh, in Indianapolis. This place was called the Red Garter. And I remember I always wanted to go to the Red Garter because it was my type of ratchet, but I just never went. Um, it was a white club, but it was like white ratchet hose. So, you know, I just wanted to see what it was about. So he, he's like, you know, if we go to the Red Garter tonight, you know, if you have it on Yelp app, you get in free. All I have to do is check in the Red Garter on your Yelp app and you'll get a free pass. Now, that was a that was an indication to me that this might be a weird time. But I did it anyway. Um, walked into the Red Garter and um, I had a terrible time. There were about three of the young ladies in there were pregnant for sure. Um, one of them was having the same due date. Um, and this is not a joke or an exaggeration. Same due date as my friend who I was there to visit because he's having a baby shower for his child. Uh, she showed us a sonogram. Baby's due in January. Um, Aside from that, uh, there were a lot of strippers who came in there with their boyfriends, and their boyfriends didn't want them to dance for other niggas. So I was like, how, how are you going to make money? Um, it was a lot of ratchetness, and I, I feel like maybe I've outgrown it. So I wanted to ask the group, what is your strip club preferences um, now, and, and did they change from something else? Okay. Before we get into that, um, if she was butt naked, where did she pull the sonogram from? No, you can't be butt naked in Indiana. You can only have on, um, you have to have a, a, a G-string on. So she had a sonogram in her crown roll bag? She pulled the picture from her Apple Watch. What's okay. funny about this, though, before you continue, <laughs> the fact that Nigga reference the standard issue crown royal bag. <laughs> Alright, carry on. So just before we get into that. So you went to the strip club with your homeboy to celebrate his baby shower? Now you see now you know fucked up, you know that thing. That that is what we did, yes. Alright, just y'all two? No, it was uh it was about five or six of us. All guys? Are you handsome? No. Just say yes. Okay, yeah. I'm not trying to get you in trouble. No, no. All right, so y'all go to the Red Garter, which is a white strip club with black strippers. And how many other strippers were pregnant? Three. Okay, like how pregnant are we talking? I think one was the one who showed us the (laughs) She was definitely seven months. The baby's due. In January. Oh, so did you tip the baby? I didn't. So this is what happened when I walked in. She was there, and she was like, "Yo, hey, how you doing?" She started like caressing my hand and shit, which I so hate. she's big pregnant. I thought she was fat at first. I just thought she was fat, and hmm. she would just like like I'm gonna sit on your lap. I was like, I'd rather you, I'd rather you not just sit next to me and and talk to me. So she sat next to me. and We talked. Um, and chatted, and I, I was just trying to find a way for her to leave, and she just wouldn't. Um, and then she was like, do you want to dance? I was like, no, I don't want to dance. I'm just chilling right now. We just got here. And um, my boy is, like, a lot more friendly. He's just a nicer person. So he started chopping it up with her, 
as I tried to walk away from her. I guess that's when he found out she was pregnant and they were, and their babies had the same due date. I come back around and she was talking about how, um, my baby's kicking. And I'm like, you so silly. You, you wild. And she's like, no, no, I'm, it's really kicking. It's, she said, I'm, feel it. No, nigga. She said, feel it. And you put your hand on her stomach. I, I didn't feel yes, it. Yes, you did. Repeated, That's disgusting. Yes, you you definitely 100% I, felt the baby kick at a strip club. I did it. You win, you win strip club bingo uh, uh, automatically. <laughs> you, you blacked out. I'm on my mind. I didn't touch the baby's stomach because that's weird. I was just like, I thought she was joking. And I was like, oh, so she's like, she's like I'm not fat. I'm pregnant. I was like, oh, okay. Um, and then I was like, I really don't want to dance. So. And then I think she felt offended. And then she didn't come back around. All right. The other girl, um, I did get a dance from. But I didn't know she was pregnant. Because the, when I got the dance, she had on like the, the shit wrapped around her belly initially. But then when it was time for her to actually do her dance... Um, and she just took off everything. Did she say surprise when she did it? She took it off. That that's hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> but she had the the pure baby bump. She had to be like at least five six months pregnant. So she lied to me because she was like, I knew she was lying to me, but I was like, like oh, so what do you do? She's like, oh, I'm 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 getting my nursing degree at Marion College and. Um, you know, I'm just doing this to pay the bills. I'm like, no, you are rawing niggas to pay the bills, and you're pregnant. You are rawing niggas to pay the bills. All right. So going back to your initial question, um, so I started going to strip clubs when I was 16, Club Mirage uh, in Nashville, Tennessee. Um, and I think it kind of spoiled me because they definitely, like, had outfits on, um, you know, like they were definitely cool and professional, but they had the outfits on and, you know, they did tricks. Like I'm 16, chick on stage, she danced the whole song, you know what I'm saying? Taking shit off. Second, they would always do two songs. Second song, she took her bottoms off, squatted down, boom, one pool ball came out. I'm like, oh my goodness, she danced the whole song with a pool ball in her vagina. God then damn. she danced a little bit more. Boom! Because pool balls are heavy. They hit the stage, wooden stage. She danced a whole song and a half with two pool balls in her vagina. And like ever since then, I was like, wow. That's some shit. So every time I go to a strip club, I have high expectations. Um, so, um, I mean... And that's one of the places where they get butt naked and you can touch and they will sit on your lap just because you were cool. And, you know, it was just real cool. So, I mean, the only other place I've been like that where it really just blew my top was Follies in Atlanta, which is, you know, the next best thing to the Mirage. So, um, so nothing's really changed. I mean, I like what I like. I mean... Physically, you know, ain't nothing really changed. It's, you know, it is what it is. Um, so I like a uh, <clears throat> long hair, cool, thick ribbon. <laughs> I like a uh, a cool, laid back atmosphere. Like it has to have some um, hood characteristics. So, like, might be a couple of people smoking in there, or 
Um, you know, they got to get DJ playing all the trap hits or whatever. Um, and they got to, like, pour, like, get drinks or whatever. But <clears throat> I know in Florida, it used to be anyway, that you couldn't serve alcohol in places with full nudity. So that kind of goes back to the hood element because a lot of spots are kind of bending the rules or whatever. And that's the thing. Like, I understand you got to have, like, some boundaries or whatever. But just the more relaxed, the better to me. And um, that's what really makes it fun. Like, it's like a, a world where, you know, you just, like, really chilling, like, on some other shit. Because it's like, if you just go out for drinks or whatever, you can do that anywhere down there. You know what I'm saying? The strip club is kind of like just a different level for, you know, the given reasons. But, um, yeah, that's that's it. It just got to be a laid back atmosphere. I don't want it like too, like them places that's too commercial, if that makes sense. I don't really care for. But, um, you definitely want to be like a little cool environment. You don't want to be like steadily watching over your shoulder and stuff. But you kind of got to have that hood element to it. Oh yeah, the music is a big a big factor too. So I like like a a, a cool ass DJ and then playing like songs like old like UGK and fucking Outkast. Um like Funky Ride, I remember that playing when I was in high school, and that song was like fucking seven minutes long, so I would always make sure I got a, a lap dance when that motherfucker came on, because that bitch would last forever, so I also need a good hood DJ. I don't want no fucking, pour some sugar on me. I don't know that bullshit in my strip clubs at all. They was playing that shit at Ray Carter. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And, so. and them, um, yeah, and them people that sound like top forty radio DJs. Hey, come to say next. We got Miss <laughs> Candace. Like, <laughs> I hate that shit. Dog. Right. Yeah. We had a spot down here in Jacksonville called the Mirage, too. Though that was why that was kind of interesting. Y'all also have the that I the Silver Fox. Yes, sir. Is that still open? Um, that's a great question. They undergo a new management uh, change every so often. Uh, I would try to ride by that tomorrow. It was foxy. Yeah, the fox used to be cracking. Yeah, and boy. Black Magic on uh, Beaver Street down the street from the fox. They was cracking for a while. I need to get the mascaras. Uh, I went there one time, I want to say. And it was cool, but then, like, some shit done popped off over there, which is done popped off everywhere, but I guess because I had more familiarity with, like, the Fox and Black Magic and that kind of stuff. Um, I don't know. It was just different. And those places, so mascaras, it was, it was cool from what I remember. It just, I only went that one time, and I ain't never really been back. Not never really. I haven't been back, so. It's kind of my wish list. Yeah, well, shit, when you come through, I'll right. see what it's about. That works. Wood, you hate strip club? I don't know, man. I'm I'm, I'm, I'm conflicted, man. Cause, I mean, I, I, so after you dibble and dabble in a little bit of solicitation, like the strip club changes, because a strip club can be a highly transactional place, you know what I'm saying? And so if she comes out... 
you want to dance, da 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 da. You want to go in the back, get a private dance. You start calculating the money in your head. It's like at this point in time, we're getting close to the I should have just paid for the pussy situation. So it seems like a waste of time. So I don't fuck with the strip club because economically it doesn't it doesn't make sense anymore. If I do go to a strip club, I like the the friendlier strip clubs where it's not so transactional, where you're not so much uh, just a number. Like I prefer Tootsie's to KOD. You know what I'm saying? Because I could go in Tootsie's. They had good wings and stuff too. A girl would talk to you. She looks like the girl next door. Like they had a chicken there, chicken there with glasses on. I love that shit. You know what I'm saying? She would talk to you, and it's not even so much you want to dance, you want to dance, you want to dance. She's just like she's softening you up, and I wouldn't mind spending some money at that point in time. You know what I'm saying? If if that's the type of experience that you're providing, that fantasy or whatever. But when you go into like Atlanta strip clubs and shit, it's highly fucking transactional, and it just if we're gonna be in that mindset, I'd rather just. Go to the more economical solution, which is not the fucking strip club. <laughs> and uh, you gotta go to dance. You gotta go to dance. Go to back pages. <laughs> you gotta go to dances elite or uh, or blaze in Atlanta. Oh gosh, <clears throat> those those are like real chill, laid back, chat with you. Oh, get game on the night, eh? You know that kind of shit. Yeah, I, I agree I with you. What about Tootsie's? Oh, last time I went to Tootsie's. A couple of years ago, I was there for like four hours, and I spent maybe twenty dollars in tips, just real chill. I'm drawing, I'm drawing a blank. It's down the street from Rolex, but mm-hmm. I, I is it's close to the office. Oh, Clee is it Clee? No, Cleo's. That's in Orlando, huh? Yeah, uh, yeah. No, that's no. Orlando. <laughs> um. If it was the office, it wasn't called the office at that time. Because since they've been talking about the office, I ain't been to none down there. But whatever this place was, it was down the street from Rolex. And kind of just go back and forth between the two. That was the first time I was exposed, I think, to a real day shift. <clears throat> and um, that was pretty cool. We went in. It was light outside. We came out. It was dark. Um, damn. I ever told y'all about the albino, albino stripper named Cream? <laughs> nah. Yeah, so that same strip club, Roger was an albino stripper named Cream, and she was thick. And but nobody used to give her no dollars because she was albino. <laughs> but me and my friends felt bad for Cream, and we would like give her dollars because nobody else would. Oh. And I wonder where she is to this day. Ask my homeboy. I was like, man, you remember Cream? He was like, yeah. I was like, man, I wonder what she's doing today. Like, I wonder if our dollars helped her, like, in her life. And he was like, well, man, she probably did because our binos don't live that long. And I said, boy, that's oh, grim. God yeah. oh, damn, <laughs> really? It's grim, it's grim. That's what he said, nigga. I didn't say the shit. That's what the nigga said. Is that true, though? Yeah, albinos don't live as long as regular people. I mean, not like albinos aren't regular people. I mean, they don't live long. Never mind, dog. Never mind. Like, Look not long as in they died 40? Or, like, what are we talking about as long? Yeah, like that. Damn. I didn't know that. That's sad. We're Maybe. about to get hella hate mail from some of our listeners who are albinos or have kids that are albinos. It's it's all over. But I, I wasn't making a joke. I was just, that's the truth. That's what he said. It doesn't matter, man. It's 2019. If you say something that's uninformed, people are going to fry your ass. That's what they're gonna cancel us for. Yep, that'll be I, it. I'll buy those stripper named Cream. Hey man, you, you never see I have it the coming. receipts. 
the crackers and niggas and sex and chauvinism. That don't mean nothing. Nothing. But the albinos, that's where they draw the fucking line, nigga. Okay, so just to be be clear, albinos can live a normal lifespan. However, some forms of albinism can can um, be life threatening, is if they have a particular form of it called Hermansky Poldak syndrome, but is very specific to that. So, in, but in uh, in any other you know situation, they live a normal life. So, does she have Hermansky Poldak syndrome? What percentage of albinos have that syndrome? Uh, I don't know that part, but... All that Googling. You had your little paper out a minute ago. Now you don't know that. <laughs> well, yeah, read, read the back of your little paper. <laughs> Page two. <laughs> your little papers. Anyway, shout out to Cream. I hope you're still out there, and I hope that, like... Hope you're still alive. That little, that, that, that little monies we gave you catapults you to great things. Buy your nice hat to shade your eyes. Which I ain't Jesus never seen all old albino, so shut up. Anyway, go ahead. I think that's it. All right. Thanks for your questions for asking for a friend. Remember, uh, like Wood said, if it's hot enough, you just might make the show. <laughs> Before we get into the with all due respects, we want to thank our new listeners and our current subscribers for rocking with us this far in the podcast. Check us out on SoundCloud and iTunes. Don't forget to give us five stars or drop a like. With all due respect, um, I think people use their social media for different reasons. I think some people use it to inform. Some people use it... um, to get entertainment. Some people use it to troll. I'm one of those people that use my social media strictly to, to laugh and laugh at things because um, I think life is serious enough. So with that said, today, so I posted a, a post about Solange um, getting dr- um, um The reason Solange knows um, was cheating on her nigga, nigga is directly tied to how shitty her album, her last album was. It was a joke. It was funny to me. Funny to me. Funny to, funny to, funny to other niggas, actually. Other niggas laughed about it. So, I don't know shit about why that lady divorced. I don't know if she was cheating on her nigga. I really don't give a fuck. But I did notice a lot of women coming to her rescue in terms of saying, like, she would never do that. And and she doesn't she didn't cheat on her nigga. That shit's made up and da-da-da-da. My thing is, first of all, y'all don't know shit about their relationship. I don't either. Anything's possible. For two, not everything has to be taken serious. Most stuff is, at least coming from me, is not serious. It's okay to laugh at things. It's okay to be light sometimes because life, again, is very serious and you're not going to make it out alive. So, y'all need to lighten the fuck up with all due respect. With all due respect, um, we finishing uh we coming up on the end of the fourth quarter of this year and it's a decade so we need to finish out strong but more importantly uh it's also open enrollment season for a lot of folks uh at their various companies and jobs so make sure um you go in and make your benefits 
elections. So you have your benefits squared up for next year. With all due respect. With all due respect, um, as it concerns college, when did we stop doing the fun college shit? Um, I looked, there's a picture circulating around based on our alma mater, Florida A&M, and there was a picture of no students at the game. And I'm like, why are there not students at the game? You know what I'm saying? Like, I think it's included in the fucking cost of admission. You don't have to pay money. You just get in the fucking stadium. And they're like, oh, well, students don't go to the fucking game no more. I'm like, why would you not go to the fucking game? Like, that's the fun college part. Going to the game. Uh, you don't have a car freshman year. You hop in a pickup truck. You get dropped off at a fucking discreet club. You get on hold. Like, that was the fun part of going to college. And I kind of see now why. Everybody has problems. Oh, college is a waste of money. Why the fuck would I go spend money here? I'm like, you're not even doing the fun college shit. You're just going to class and then hopping in a Beamer or something that your mama and daddy fucking bought for you. And like, life is all good. You take pictures trying to look like you're having fun. Like, I don't get how you're enjoying college yet. And I try to talk to some of the young motherfuckers and try to figure out, you know, what you're on. And they're like, oh, you know what I'm saying? You know, we good. You know what I'm saying? We getting on bitches or whatever. And I'm like, me personally, the bitches is what you did in between things that you did to have fun and enjoy yourself. That shouldn't be what is how you enjoy yourself 24 fucking 7. Because when you're 80 years old, you're not going to look back on the bitches. You're going to look back on the experiences you had. You wish that you could get around and go to a football game at 80 years old in that hot ass sun. You wish you would have fucking like went and participated and you wish that you would have joined this and you wish you would have joined that now fuck with the hoes so i just want motherfuckers to go and enjoy themselves when they go to school man there's no reason why there should be nobody in the stands or people participating in the activities that are on campus to me that hurts my heart because i know that you're probably dedicating most of your time and energy to shit in the end of the day it doesn't fucking matter with all due respect with all due respect, I was on Facebook today, and you know how they have the Facebook memories, and I saw where uh, 5,000 Watts uh, reposted something I said like 10 years ago, and the post reads as such. If someone asks you how to spell something and you're not 100% on how to spell it, tell the person you don't know. Don't spell it to them all wrong in your confident voice. So that's kind of just a way of life. If you don't know some shit, just say you don't fucking know. If, nigga, you don't know how to spell onomatopoeia or uh, fucking, what's the word, fucking restaurant I, that I fuck around with. Think of how you spell restaurant and you go spelling it all confident in your confident voice. I'm going to think you know how to fucking spell restaurant, but... Then I look it up and I be like, oh, nigga, that's not how you spell a fucking restaurant. And then you be like, oh, my bad. Like, nigga, just say you wasn't sure or at least let me know in your the way you said that you wasn't really sure on how to spell the shit. So that's one thing. Second thing uh, is this Harriet movie that's coming out. Um, two things. Um, it's from, from what I've heard because I haven't seen it. Um, because I think I'm not really into watching slave movies uh, at this point in my life anymore. But from what I hear, it's a lot of made-up shit. They got a made-up um, character who is the antagonist, or whatever you want to fucking call it, in the movie. And they made it as a black man. Um, 
Shame on the motherfuckers who wrote the movie and did that shit. But also shame on motherfuckers who get all the historical knowledge from Facebook posts and movies. Um, movies are there to entertain. They have some validity in the story, but a lot of that shit is just made up to entertain your motherfucking ass. So, you can't take everything that you see in movies, whatever that movie is, with the three ladies uh, who help with the NASA shit. It's a lot of good movies out with some historical validity, but a lot of it is just made up for good uh, theatrics. So, uh, if you're gonna go watch the movie Harriet, it's good to do. If that's what you want to do, go watch the fucking slave movie if you want to. But don't take everything that you see in on Facebook or in movies as facts. Uh, read a book, do some research. With all due respect, 